Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to another glorious, special, limited edition episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. I hear that, brother. I hear that, brother. We have a uh, very small knit uh, show this evening with folks. Uh, it's myself, Machu, and uh, Brother Alex is with us this evening. We might have a few people popping in a little later in the game, uh, but we might not. So don't get your hopes up too high. High like temperatures, you know what I mean? Temperatures are rising, you know. Uh, today's episode is kind of a special one because it deals with something that you got to kind of live a little bit to talk about. You know what I mean? And one of the biggest things going the last couple of years is uh, COVID, COVID-19. You know what I mean? Um, everybody's out there trying to stay away from it, trying not to get it. And uh, unfortunately, one of the two gentlemen here has the COVID. Now, Hawkman, did you ever, you never had the COVID, did you? Uh, um, here's the thing. Uh... I think that I might have uh, back when, and this is back when COVID has had just hit our shores. Yeah. Um, and that uh, before any testing or anything like that, there was a time where I I was hit. With extreme fatigue, and and when I say extreme fatigue, I mean like literally just I could not stand up fatigue. Right now, I know that that's one of the causes. I know that there's a lot of other symptoms also. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, I wasn't tested. I didn't go to the hospital, and 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 all that. I do know that 
around that time, my dad had similar symptoms, same thing with my brother. And my mom got the worst of it. Uh, it was about a few weeks of her in bed. Of course, at that time, I mean, things were circling about it, but we didn't have any proof. I mean, the symptoms and other things kind of matched up with the timing. Yeah. So we think that we might have, but that would be the only experience I've had so far. Um, but also, I want I want to ask uh, Mister uh, Mister uh, Matthew over here, uh, Brother Matthew here, Brother Matthew. Okay, Brother Matthew. So you saying you had COVID, right? Yeah. So okay, to go with- okay. Uh, hold, hold on. I just yeah. want to go a little farther before you you continue. Okay. Absolutely. So it's safe to say that COVID is real. Oh yeah, COVID's real. I never. Okay. Your boy. Oh, no, never... no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying that you ever said or uh, or tried to say that COVID wasn't real and all that. But no Joe Rogan shit. <laughs> but but I I do I do think that since this is a conspiracy show that we're on, yeah, and and all of that, I do think it's kind of. Um, important to say before we go any further, yeah. okay, is the fact that number one, that uh, uh, my brother uh, Matt, he actually had COVID, so COVID is real, uh, even though we were told by uh, a certain um, uh, uh, president of ours that it was a hoax and didn't exist and and all of this was a fabrication by the diplo- uh, uh you know, the Democrats. So, uh, so, uh, and also, my brother Matt is not a a, a Biden uh, a stooge. So, so, um, just saying that COVID is real. That is something that we do actually know and believe in. Uh, just wanting to put it out there that COVID. Uh, uh, that is one uh, conspiracy that we have proven uh, that uh, COVID actually exists. True fact. Um, I just I just want to put that at, at the top in case there's other people out there that still think that COVID is just a big mass uh, Democrat uh, um, um, uh, Democratic uh, conspiracy. Just putting it out there. Word up. No, I'm with you. You know, my take and, and, and to that pre- that president you were talking about, you know, we we we've been dealing with COVID for two presidents so far. Which think think about that. And I don't think it's going anywhere, unfortunately. Um, you know, back when we had the orange president, I, I that was kind of that was a, it was a stranger. It was kind of more new, so like it was scarier in a way. You know what I mean? But don't get wrong. I, I'll tell you, it got it got me scared for a little bit this time around. But um. You know, I had a little back then. I remember I got, I had like, uh, I was sick for like two days, like, ha, like bad sick. And uh, I thought it was COVID. Like, you know, people were starting to say that even if you had some symptoms and it went and went, came and went quickly, that you, you know, that it was COVID. And that, you know, a lot of people had it and didn't realize it type deal. So I kind of thought I caught it before. Uh, but we got new variants floating around now. And, um, yeah, so, like, my deal with the COVID is this is, like, I'm on day four right now of uh, the COVID, COVID conquest. And, 
you know, I don't really know where it came from, to be honest with anybody. It came out of the skies like Superman. And it's, you know, I, I worked, I worked, uh, sun, I do an overnight. I worked Sunday into Monday. And that shift, I was perfectly fine. Now, granted, I, I usually take a nap before my shifts. Um, and I didn't catch a nap that, that day. So like I went to work, uh, you know, and was very tired because by the time I got home, I was up for 24 hours straight. Um, which I think that that played a big part into it. Uh, you know, not being well rested and your body kind of being down and out a little bit leaves the door open for bad things. COVID is only one of the bad things that can sneak in in a situation like that. But, uh, so I got home. And I took a nap, uh, what I was hoping to be sleep, but ended up just being a nap. I think I slept for like three or four hours and I woke up and my body was like super sore. You know, we just got a dog. So I contemplated in my head thinking maybe, you know, the, him pulling me around on the leash or, you know, whatever. Cause I know for the day before it was snowy out, we just had a big storm here. And uh, he jerked me pretty good. Not the t- kind I was hoping for, but he jerked me pretty good. <laughs> and, like it threw me off balance. I like popped my back and shit. Uh, so I just thought that, you know, maybe I just did something like that. So came home, slept for a little bit, got up. Whole body was sore, uh, very tired. You know, I still didn't really know how to place it. Uh, so what I did is I just, I kind of hung out um, on the couch watching TV and uh, I just tried to sleep it off, you know what I mean? Try and sleep my way through it. And then around like 4.35, I was like, all right, yeah, like I slept a little bit and I'm not really feeling any better. And I'm like, this is probably the unfortunate vid coming around. And we had it. We had tests in the house because we grabbed them when we could, Um and so I had my girlfriend grabbed the test for me. I took the test and, you know, came out positive, you know, so that was scary shite. You know, it is kind of scary when you get it because, like, you hear so many bad things. And I got the underlying issues, you know. I had a bout with the diabetes a couple of years back where luckily, you know, by the grace of God, I, uh, I got rid of the diabetes. I lost weight, changed my diet. So I like, got rid of diabetes, but I'm still kind of a heavier dude, I'd say. So there's underlining issues there. You know what I mean? I got high, I'm on high blood pressure medicine and stuff. So I take the test, positive, uh, man, like grief kind of comes in because now you're like, all right, I, I just bought the ticket. The game's about to start type deal. So I'm kind of... Tr- trying to like rest up and I don't know if it was in my head and it, that it just came flooding or because I do believe that I believe like what you, the way you think and worry and stuff will also make you sick so that night uh, Monday night right at, when after I found out that you know I tried to eat something uh, it was no go I think I had a yogurt and some toast and uh it really started creeping in maybe around six or seven and it came in with chills um, to add to the soreness. Um, I started getting a headache, uh, which I think the headache was probably the worst part for me uh, in the beginning. 
I, I, I despise headaches, uh, much like everybody does. And I, I you know, I, I'm a, I'm a prima donna, so I feel like the headaches for me are worse than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, I remember just getting getting really cold. And Alex knows from ever since diabetes, I have this weird thing with the temperature where um, if I get cold. Like I get almost paralyzingly chill, like chill, like I'll ch- my teeth chatter. I shake. Um, you know, you know. Remember when we went to the conventions and would walk, would have to walk down the street. And I used to be a man of shorts. I'd be one of those people wearing shorts everywhere. And by the time we'd get to the car, I'd be like hyperventilating. You remember that? Remember that happening? Yeah. Yeah. And I would I yeah, I'd have to sit in the driver's seat with the heat on, like curled up in a ball, just waiting for my body heat to come back before we could move because I couldn't even drive. I was so like, and I'm ashamed to say that. It's horrifying. And uh, so I got the shakes and I was like, fuck. Uh, so I started getting these shakes and shit. So I put on some, I was wearing, you know, gym shorts because I was home relaxing, kind of chilling, napping around all day. I uh, got the shakes, um, put on some jeans, put on a hoodie. And like 20 minutes later, I was fucking pouring sweat. I was sweating like my hoodie was soaked. You know, my pants were soaked. And to go back with the fatigue thing, it's like you can't, you don't even want to stand up. Like it's super fucking heavy. Um, now, unfortunately, what I had is when... I had vomiting. I had throwing up attached to it too. All that night, I uh, I was like, I was throwing up every time I'd lay down for a little bit, and when I sat up, it would my stomach would be so uneasy that I'd throw up. Now I don't know if that was nerves because when you get it, when you catch the vid and you catch it heavy and it came on really heavy, like in. Uh, dehydration is bad for me too from the diabetes days too like if i if i get dehydrated it's fucking a nuisance you know what i mean so like i had real worry going through my body that it was like all right like it's it's this bad after like fucking just finding out that i have it and knowing that you got like it's it's a five day to two week deal so i was like oh man like if i like be feeling like this for five days if not longer is hell is hellacious um so long story short is i'd wake up and i'd I'd throw up you know uh it was super unfortunate sweating like an animal my my girlfriend was fucking i looked in her eyes and she was like horrified she thought she was gonna lose me and i'll be honest with you there was parts of that of monday night that i thought this could be a wrap this could be this could be it you know what i mean um a lot of the shit I was throwing up looked like yogurt to keep everybody, get everybody ready for dinner. Uh, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. So like, I remember going and checking on the yogurt and then I found out that the yogurt, it went out of, it went out, went out of code the day before. All right. Now I have a sensitive stomach where if I do bad, I've had bad yogurt before in the past. I've talked to people that said they've, they've had it a couple of days old. They've had it a week old. I talked to somebody that actually says they work with someone that has eaten yogurt a month after it's went out of date. And they said, as long as it didn't smell bad, 
they they continued forward with it. And that is like the most horrifying thing I heard in my life. I was like, Jesus, man, like a month. Cause like yogurt get turned, it turns to water. Eventually it gets real liquidy when it goes bad. And uh, so Monday yakking up my lungs, dude, just yak, 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 yak. Um, and then I, I, you know, Tylenol, I was taking a thousand millis of, of, of fucking Tylenol each time out just to get the headache to go away um, for small periods of time just to try and sleep. And I spent the first two days on the couch sleeping as much as I could. That's the best thing that I, advice I'd give to anybody that got the vid is just kind of fluids. Take in as many fluids as you can. You know, the Pedialyte with the electrolytes and stuff. Uh, that uh, that's some, that's my go-to ever since I got real sick with the beads. That's my kind of go-to deal is electric, the, the Pedialyte. Cause it kind of keeps you going. Even if you're throwing up shit and shitting out everything, um, that's what you want to use. So like the first two days of it, I just kind of slept it, slept right through it, uh, which I think was probably the most, the best thing I could have done for the situation. Um, I did uh, that. I had the default, like the, the third day, I guess. Well, the third day, I I woke up and it was I wasn't throwing up anymore. The cold sweats were gone. Um, the headache was gone by the third day. Yesterday, this is the fourth day. I'm on the fourth day now. The fourth day is wrapping up. It's nighttime now, um, but. Yeah, the headaches went away, which was nice. And then I, but the soreness came back. And they would say, a lot of people saying <clears throat> it's a shoulders up type thing where it attacked your shoulders up. And it did. I don't know if it was from throwing up or if it was the COVID, but for my, dude, my neck and shoulders were fucking burning. Like the, I, I, the thing that was keeping me up was the fact that I couldn't get comfortable and I had those headaches. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it's gra- luckily it's gradually, you know, getting better. Um, you know, today when I woke up last night, when I went to sleep, I kind of, you know, I have that gunky, you get that real gunky throat, you know what I mean? Where it's like it's a build up, you know what I mean? Um, I had that and I hate that because whenever I get gunky, it feels like it's hard to breathe and shit, which I hate that. My biggest fear in life is fucking suffocating. You know, I, I would, I would choose, I choose just about any other death than suffocating. I think there's no worse way to go out. Um, and you know, you get moments where you think about that shit because you know that supposedly this this variant isn't much. It doesn't attack your lungs that much, but. You hear all the shit about the ventilators and stuff like that. And to go back to what you said before, like the, the conspiracy of it being fake, there's a lot of people that thought it was fake. I was never one to thought it, that thought it was fake. My the, the conspiracy with me with COVID was more where it came from and who released it and whether or not it was actually, you know, a fluke accident of nature or if it was man-made released, you know what I mean? That was my, that's where my theories were at, you know, um, definitely a real deal thing. You know, people were dying and stuff and would never, 
not even a joking way. I don't think we'd ever just assume and call it fake with people dying, you know, because everybody, everybody knows somebody that kind of got fucked up by it, which is kind of weird now because I remember in the beginning they had that thing where it was like, they were like, well, everybody, everybody is going to know somebody who died of it. You know what I mean? And it's not just, uh, you know, that old, you know, everybody knows somebody type of deal where like, you know, like a, like an urban legend, you know, like everybody knows somebody that was babysitting and, you know, they got a phone call from that upstairs bedroom saying that there's somebody else in the house with them. You know what I mean? And everybody's got that story. Um, but it is kind of weird that everybody kind of does know somebody that was affected, you know, Louise Hocko, rest in peace actress from our insomniac film um you know i think early in 2020 i believe is when she passed and that was very sad mm-hmm. louise hocko super nice lady you know what i mean very nice lady it was sad to see that she passed um and there you know there's other, other folks that have passed along the way um people know personally people you know you look into the into the media and you see um but yeah, very, very crazy thing it is. So, you know, going back to what I was saying. So by yesterday, I just kind of had a little bit of the soreness. Um, the headache was gone, which was nice. And uh, yeah, that was it. I was just kind of get back, getting back on track with like right now I have, I woke up this morning with like the cough Um not really bad, but like it's there, you know what I mean? Like I don't force, if I force myself to cough, I'd have, I'd be, I, I could be coughing stuff up type deal. Um, every now and then, you know, I'll give that <coughs> go deep to try and pull it out, you know, burning, you know, there was like burning, failing when you cough and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, just real tricky stuff. So like right now, uh, by day four, I'm, I'm pretty much, I just have the cough, you know, I'm congested, but I'm taking medicine for that now. And, um, it's really just kind of trying to get back on track with things because I was doing sleeping so much and eating so little that now, like it's the process of getting back into the swing of things of eating and moving around and stuff. So like the little, the slight, I still have it in me, of course. So like, you know, moving around, going to take the dog for a walk or whatever, you know, you come back and you feel a little off from it. Or like, if you don't eat, you start to feel that, that, that terrible feeling that you get when you don't eat and you get dizzy and shit like that, or at least what I get. So like, that's the kind of, that's where we wound up with that. So that's where we're at now with it. Day four, um, you know, just, recouping you know what i mean getting trying to stay in a position of where it's not too cold not too warm i don't want to get no pneumonia or anything like that that worried me um just kind of insane shit you know what i mean but i got a couple more days before i return to work definitely as soon as i knew i had it i didn't want to go to work um the last thing you want to do is you know involve other people in the sickness. You know what I mean? You don't want to spread it. Uh, Cause like I said, if somebody had real issues underlining or whatever, 
and they caught it, it could probably definitely be fatal for them, which is no good. So you, the last thing you want to do is put, you know, someone else's life on the line. Uh, you know, I got my grandmother and stuff like that. Nano, Nano, I, I wouldn't want her. Nano, Nano, you know, Nano, Nano is in a, uh, like a rehab place right now because she took a spill. So she's kind of still, she's still there. Um, recouping, which is good because I'd rather her be there safe than like, you know, around family. And, you know, she lives close to me and I'd see her frequently. So it's quite possible that I would have, you know, the days leading up to it, I could have, you know, went to go see her and I wouldn't want to give her this. And I really don't know where I could have got it from. There's kind of, there's a handful of, I could have got it at my work. It's kind of a very public place. I went to the flea market that Sunday. Um, I wore a mask and all that, though, so I don't know what the story was, but it's one of those deals. I think when it wants to get you, it's going to get you. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of a wild thing. But, yeah, right now, so I'm in day four of it now, and I'm just kind of working my way through it. I just had myself a nice hot chicken pot pie soup. Try and get my throat mm. feeling fantastical. Mm. Uh, I'm hungry after hearing that. Well, let's talk about the yogurt again, and we won't. You won't be hungry. <laughs> you won't be hungry yeah. no more. Yeah. Um, but I just gotten the yogurt out of my head. Thanks. Uh, for anybody out there that's ever seen House Four, uh, there's a very the most grotesque scene I've ever seen in any horror movie. I think is House 4, where uh, there's this mafioso, this midget mafia, a dwarf, we should say, because Dinklage is listening. Um, which, uh, did he, you see the, the, the Dinklage, your boy Dinklage caught himself in hot water recently over uh, trying to give hard times to the Snow White movie for hiring dwarfs to play the seven dwarfs. And uh, a lot of the dwarfs... Um- well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, if 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 we want to jump a little bit over there, I mean, from what I heard, that you know, he, I think it was more he had a problem that they're just using dwarves. I mean, it's not like, I mean, if you think of a Snow White Seven Dwarfs, it's not like they gave them very much characters. They just gave them, you know, you know, traits to you know somehow distinguish them, but. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's an old-timey story, though, too, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's one of those things that since Disney is trying so hard to push uh, the fact that they're having a Latina uh, actress playing Snow White, which, I mean, I mean, I don't care one way or the other. I think they're having Gal Gadot as the evil queen. Yeah. But then again, you know, yeah. I mean, I think his biggest problem was that, okay, <laughs> yeah, you're making this big thing about being, you know, you know, politically correct and 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 pushing you know diversity, but you know you're showcasing um, you know uh, uh, people uh, you know uh, uh, dwarves as you know as the stereotype. I think that I think that was the big thing he was pushing for. Yeah. I think they're still doing it. They're just actually going to take time to try to not make. The dwarves stereotypical, I think, yeah. is I think that was the big thing he was pushing forward, and so, like I said, I, I that's which I understand and I you know support him on, but you know it's 
as far as I'm concerned, I think all the the animated movies should just stay what they are and move on. Come up with a different idea, Disney. That's what I'd say. Well, that's one of their things. You know what I mean? That's why they're like crowning achievement animated movies. They're all, they're never gonna let that go. Well, no, that's fine, but. As an animated film, now making it live action, it's a joke. It's like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, all the other live action remakes. I mean, I mean, even calling Lion King uh, a live action remake is laughable because it was all CGI. Right. I mean, the thing is, they have no ideas. They can't think of any new ideas. They have no original writers. They can't put any new ideas on screen. So they take the old ideas, like. Oh, it was an animated movie. Now this make a live action. Ooh, a lot of stretch in that. True. Yeah. Well, back to COVID. Yeah, back to COVID. Happier things. Back to happier things like COVID. So yeah, and yoga. Uh, yeah. So I we just kind of this was kind of a uh, 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 this it, this this episode is going to be kind of like a, a running gun episode, you know. Because, you know, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk a little bit about the COVID having it. Because, you know, we've talked about it in the past on the show a little bit. And um, I actually firsthand got it. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting just to talk about the symptoms and such. And uh, the time and, and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, so I'm on day four. And uh, gradually getting better. I think I got just got the, the cough a little bit of congestion going. And so I'm working on that to get that out. Um, you know, your mom was in bed for two weeks, huh? Uh, yeah. That's, uh, she told me she just wanted to stay away from doing the errands and running the show <laughs> over there. Oh, okay. She wanted uh, to do it all. So I had a question for you. Uh-oh. I'll try to answer it. What's up? It's not COVID-related. Okay. Now, I've been down and out, and not really watching the news or anything. But what did what did I hear about crack pipes? What's this? What's this thing I heard about, like, the Biden administration giving, what, drug packages or something where, you know, keeping it safe? For uh, for drug people smoking crack or something, what what's the story with all this? Um, I have no idea. Uh, this is new uh, to me. Um, I mean, for the the most part, you have to understand that uh, I'm, my my entire existence right now is mainly I I wake up, I go to work, I be at work at seven, out of three thirty, and then you know I get home and. Focus on our other stuff, but uh, I must have missed that one. I have, I have to admit, I have not really watched the news. Uh, the only thing that I really know uh, about the administration, uh, which re- uh, which has to do with actually my job, is uh, is the five uh, nine nine five ninety five masks uh, that the government had sent out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for you know, people to uh, you know, get everyone supposed to get like three free, uh, five ninety five masks or whatever, 
that's supposed to be the best mask to make sure you don't get COVID. Uh, I mean, we got those. Um, and the thing that drives me crazy is we got very little information on how to do it or how to distribute them and make sure that, you know, everyone only gets, you know, three instead of, you know, someone hoarding and keeping like 20 of them. I mean, the only kind of um, the thing that we were told is pretty much, uh, if so, uh, you know, uh, one bag, three uh, masks per bag, give it to a person. Now, if, if someone comes up to me and, you know, says, hey, uh, can I get one for my brother, sister, and, you know, uh, my cousin, you can't do that. You can't give them multiple ones. But if he, his brother, sister, and cousin are also in line, then you can. So pretty much everyone gets one bag with three masks. Yeah. And that's pretty much the only thing that news-related, uh, government-related, and COVID-related that I really you know, had to do with recently. And, and it was funny because when... Uh, I don't know when Biden actually put this out. And I remember that it must have been the day after. And the only reason is because I, at work, I got a call and the guy was saying, hey, you guys have the 595 masks. And I'm like, "Uh, what are you talking about? Because no one told us about this. And he says, oh, the mask that Biden said that you guys were giving away for free. And, of course, I even talked to a few other people who didn't know what he was talking about. Not until the next day did we find out that, oh, yeah, we are going to be distributing those, but we didn't get them until, like, maybe two weeks after, I guess, the initial announcement or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's... I... Here's the thing, I mean, they are uh, they are like one use mask anyway, and and the fact is that I'm sure there are those that'll keep the mask around and use it multiple times, which I don't think is a good thing for these for these masks because I don't think they're reusable. I think uh, they're just the same as like the regular mask. I mean, supposedly they're better at keeping out you know the bad stuff, but and I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. I so maybe it's just me, but I think for the most part, the whole mask thing is yeah, it does cut down uh, the spread, but it's not a foolproof thing. It's like the vaccine; it's not a foolproof thing. It's it's a thing to hopefully limit the amount of destructive. Um, uh, of the the virus itself. I mean, you can get a flu vaccine and still get the flu, but the hope and the pray is that the symptoms will be less than if you had no uh, no um, de- uh, defense, like, you know, going in with a bulletproof vest. Yeah, right. it's not going to protect you from a headshot, but, you know, it's better than nothing. Well, I've heard this, they say just as many people with the vaccine have been getting, you know, COVID, which is interesting. It goes yeah, 
I mean, I mean, it's it's. I keep on hearing things like that, and I think the biggest problem uh, about this entire thing, which adds to the you know uh, people running off with the conspiracy theories and all that, with everything going on, is that no one's on the same page. I think everyone's everyone's saying different things. You talk to one person. They'll give you a whole list of of facts or things that they pulled out that shows that, you know, if you have the vaccine, you still get as bad if you didn't have the vaccine. And then you have others with the absolute opposite, showing the exact same thing. Now, the question is, who do you believe? Uh, can you check out their sources and, and see that they're not just talking out of their ass? I mean, that's... I mean, thing is that it's the way I see it is like any other disease out there. There are those who are going to get it no matter what. I mean, I think everyone's going to get it no matter what. The only question is how severe. Yeah. I mean, if someone takes the vaccine and gets it and just ends up, you know, being bedridden for a, a, a day or a week and that's it. But if they didn't have the vaccine, they'd be on a ventilator, maybe with life-changing, you know, ailments. I mean, it's it's one of those things you don't know unless you can, like, go back in time and have the same thing happen to the exact same person, right? you know, with a vaccine and without, and say, hey, this is the... Ch-. Because every person is an individual. Everyone has different um, body structure, different, um, you know... Uh, are susceptible to different um, uh, things, and there are those that you'll think, "Oh, you know, if if they ever get you know this, they'll be you know dead in a day," and then you know they end up surviving. And then you have a guy who's as strong as an ox. You think they'll you know just have to wipe it off with like uh, uh, Kleenex and be okay, and then you know he ends up dying from it. I mean, it's. Like I said, there's a lot of things out there that you don't know and you can't find out because, you know, I mean, every person is different. I mean, it's it's kind of like predicting the weather the way I see it, is that you can guess in which direction it's going to go. You can guess how it might affect, but if you're going on the individual basis, it'll be different for each person. Yeah. You think uh, when people get the vaccine, they they get a little more careless because they figure that they're like untouchable. So they do, they put. What do you think? Like that? What do you think? Well, what I think is, um, any those who are, are the most careless are pretty much anyone from twenty, uh, like between twenty and I would say, like. 15 or 14, because I, mean, I will get at, at, at a, a store, uh, at a pharmacy, and I see these kids coming in. I mean, sometimes they have masks, a lot of times they don't, and they're, they're just, you know, hugging and spitting and doing everything as if nothing has changed. And the thing is that, unfortunately, where I work, they don't have any regulations. Their opinion is, Hey, it's up to you. Wear a mask, great. Don't wear a mask, great. We don't care, just 
and as long as you're in there buying stuff. I'm right. And I think that, yeah, I do think that some people, after they get the vaccine, they're like, oh, I, or they even, you know, had it. And, oh, my antibodies are going to protect me from from this. And they don't worry about it. And then they get it again. It's, it's a lot worse than before. Mm. I mean, we keep on hearing that there's different variants that it keeps. I mean, the problem with these things is they're going to mutate. Okay. It's not right. like. You're going to have one key that's going to unlock this COVID, um, uh, this COVID lock. Unfortunately, right. I mean that's the problem with with viruses and all that. That's the same case why we don't have a cure for the common cold, right? Because it keeps on mutating. I mean, you take a, a, a cold sample today and you take a cold sample last year and a cold sample a year before and then you you know jump a few more years back they're all going to be different they're all going to have different mutations they're not going to be all the same that's true my friend yeah, yeah so I, I mean it's it's one of those things that I have no answers I don't know I'm and and the thing is, I think that there's a lot of things that they still don't know about it. But I I think a lot of them are trying to you know figure this out and trying to you know find the best way to deal with it. And like I said, I mean, are there you know people behind the scenes you know manipulating things so they make a lot more money off of this? Yeah, I. The pharmacies are making a killing over all this. I mean, with the COVID tests and all that. I mean, that's one of the things I always had the problem with the idea of making money, making a profit off of making, you know, ph uh, pharmaceuticals and all that. I always thought that the best way to do that is, you know, limit how much of a profit they can make on it. I mean, if you can make a profit off of something that people need, not want, I'm not saying that, you know, oh, you know, that cute little beanie baby thing, okay? I feel like grabbing that. It's a little expensive. It's about $6 more than it should be. But you know what? My kid will love it, so I'll buy that. Yeah. Over, hmm, that insulin, I need that to live. Huh. So it's like 100 bucks. I really don't have much money uh, for that. I, I might have to skimp on a few things, but I, I needed to live. So I'm going to give you the 100 bucks for that. And, of course, I mean, you look at how much it makes to make the insulin. Uh, I mean, the profit mock-up is ridiculous. They're strong-arming the people. Yeah. Making I mean, it's business. Yeah, and, and that's – and then, of course, anyone who makes a comment about, you know, like uh, – trying to uh, uh, fix the problem. Everyone's like, oh, no, no, you're going to make this into a a communist uh, state or something like that. It's like, listen, I, I, I definitely don't want us to live in a communism regime because we know that doesn't work, yeah. okay? But also a capitalist regime also does uh, the, the 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 fact is okay uh the entire no matter what government structure you have i don't think there's going to ever 100% work 
for the simple fact is that having a government, you're going to have people on top. And the people on top want to stay on top. And if they can manipulate the system so they stay on top and you are always beneath them, they'll always do that. So, I mean, no matter what utopian ideal of a government that you're thinking about or you want to instill to hopefully protect, you know, uh, people and uh, the common people, uh, if you still have people that are in, on top, unless by some miracle you find a group of people that their entire uh, uh, mental structure is all about, you know, helping people, there are, are people like that out there, but most of them won't go into politics because they know how corrupted it is. Yeah, well, I'm with you. I mean, never trust someone who's trying to make a business out of your health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, I mean, uh, there's a movie that's just come out recently uh, about the OxyContin um, epidemic, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because the pharmacies, uh, it's, the pharmacies are uh, just like uh, a regular drug dealer, okay? The only difference is that one is shunned, the other one isn't. One you are told you have to go to, and the other one is you should stay away. Right. Okay? Oxycontin and other, you know, over-the-counter uh, addicted painkillers, okay, <clears throat> that, you know, you, you have these pharmacies getting, you know, so rich off of. And, and you know, they're, they're going and busting a person for a, uh, for a, a tiny little thing of like uh, marijuana, I mean it, it's it's bullshit. It's always been bullshit, and and the fact is that un, unless by some miracle something changes, it's going to always be bullshit. Because when you have people in power, they want to stay in power, and the best way to do that is keep everyone either. Uh, craving the drug that you're giving them so you can manipulate them. Yeah, man, it's tricky. You know, it's a lot, a lot of things, look, this, you know, what came up a lot with all this stuff is like the control. Control was a big thing thrown around with the th- people doing, you know, their theories on COVID and stuff. And, you know, and, and big pharma, it's control because, you know, when people, it's, weird because you know it's like <clears throat> it goes back to that saying of like every, people gave their freedoms for like convenience have you ever heard that it's a saying uh the, the, the society gave up all their freedoms so yeah could- i i think i think um i mean i might also butcher the uh the quote but i think it's i think it's franklin benjamin franklin you know one of those old timers that was involved in in setting up uh, democracy. Yeah. I think he said that anyone who's willing to give up a little bit of freedom for momentary um, uh, satisfaction of protection deserves neither protection or freedom. Right. It's true, too, you know. And, you know, the control thing, you always got to keep on your mind. You can can never never fully... Leave it because it's like control is controls that the de- control is definitely something people want to have, you know what I mean? And it's one of those things where it's like if you got 
whoever taking care of you in every way to the point where you're helpless. Like when you become helpless, do you think that they're just going to treat you like uh, a pet? You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and still be good to you. You know what I mean? Or do you think they'll eventually start to take advantage? And I think human nature is to eventually take advantage, you know, with the, with greedy folks like big farmer and stuff like that. It's really tricky. Um, yeah, so like with the, it's scary. The whole thing's kind of scary, you know. And it, uh, unfortunately, certain people will be in situations where they need that medicine, you know what I mean? And they have to kind of cower down and do what they're told in order to stay alive. And they'll hold stuff over your head, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and the biggest uh, biggest con of all is that the con of all. Um, is 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 the fact that uh, all these things that you've taken they they help keep you going and but none of them are a cure. You need to constantly take them to keep alive. Because I mean, heck, what is the money in making a cure? Why do you think we don't have a cure for cancer? Right. I mean, come on. Who gives a fuck? Well, okay. It's it's all it's all about. You know, this make as much money off of these people so we can, you know, do what we want with our lives and and feel superior over those who uh, who come crawling to us for uh, what they need to live. So they got you handing out uh, bags of three masks already at work? Yeah. Okay. I know that um, – I know the schools I, – I think the end of February, I think the schools are – uh, releasing the mandate for masks in schools. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like everything. I mean, we're going to see how that uh, turns out. I mean, you do that, and and I don't know. It's it's crazy, you know. Well, what what's crazy is the fact that you sit down. I mean, and look at all the different, uh, our history. Just, just look at American history instead of trying to look at the entire world, for an example. I mean, you look at, uh, where we are now. Right. I mean, it's probably, it's, it's the best time to live. Okay. Am I saying that everything's perfect? No. I mean, there's a lot of shit that we still have to friggin' fix. Yeah. But the fact is, you sit down, you look at um, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, you know, I mean, heck, you go even further back and you look at where we are as a society, we have progressed quite a bit. Now, the truth is, we're always going to need uh, to improve ourselves. I mean, unfortunately... I think we'll never uh, finally exceed what I like to call the Trek continuum, okay? I don't think we'll ever get to a point where Roddenberry thinks, oh, we'll finally get to a point where money and all that means nothing, but exploring the universe, learning and, and making ourselves better people is going to be what we strive to do. That's never going to happen, okay? Right. <clears throat> because... There's always going to be people that, like we said, want power, want to keep that power, and willing to do anything for that. Yeah. And I'm, 
the best you can hope for. I mean, what do you think? You sit down, you watch any TV show, any movie, any anything, and it's oh, and they always have like, uh, uh, oh, it's a utopian paradise. And you go in, you start uh, looking underneath the layers, and you find out that the c- civilians are being drugged, or you know, uh, s- uh, they're being controlled in one way or another. Whether it's drugs, whether it's media, whether it's uh, you know, gas in 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 the air or something. And it's yeah, I don't think uh, a utopian world will ever happen. I think that. And I hope that one of these days that we at least as as a society, I mean, not just us, but the entire world, the best we can hope for, I think, is finally getting to a point where we accept each other as neighbors. And yeah. that's it. And what I mean by that is there's an old saying, you know, fences make good neighbors. <laughs> okay? Because, you know, everyone has their own little uh, own little house. Everyone has their own little yard. And then you have the fences. Now, you can be pleasant to your neighbor. Say, hey, Mrs. Peterson, how's those marigolds doing? Or, hey, Mr. Uh, Tyler, uh, how's the new shingles on your roof? I mean... But the thing is that as long as you don't cross over the fence and start, you know, uh, throwing stuff at the shingles or, you know, ripping up the marigolds, you know, everything is, is kosher. Yeah. I mean, you can still, you know, reach your arm ag- across the aisle and be friendly and all that. But there's going to always be people that just want, this is mine. You don't go near mine. Uh, I'll accept you being over where you are as long as you accept where I am, and that's it. There's right. always going to be people like that. Yeah, um, I but yeah, I mean, the fact is, especially, uh, and there's a lot of stuff going on uh, that's that's definitely not kosher, that isn't good, uh, but you still have to look at where we have come from, where things are. And there's there's points. I mean, there are people who say, oh, I remember in the, you know, uh, back at this time, uh, things were a lot better, you know. The, the, and, and the fact is, things weren't better in the past. Right. The fact was, in the past, people accepted more things. Okay? Uh, because people accept um the government, or as long as their basic needs are met and they can, you know, do their thing, you know, have a little bit of uh, freedom to, you know, enjoy a few things they enjoy, and and that's it. Yeah. I mean, when government starts, you know, uh, mandating or expecting people to do something, even like the mask, like I said, I don't think that it's a save all or cause all to protect us from this virus. I do think that it does help limit the uh, amount of, or how quickly the exposure is. Okay. And, and the fact is that you have, you know, the government saying that, okay, 
the least you can do, I mean, we're not telling you to stay home. We're not locking you up. We're not throwing you in jail for not obeying what we're telling you to do. But we want you to wear these masks to hope by God that while we try to find a better solution, just wear these masks. Now, I have to work at a job for eight hours, for Monday through Friday, wear a mask. I don't like wearing a mask, but you know what? It's part of my job, and I'm willing to do that. It makes the cu- uh, customers feel better, and I feel a little better that, you know, it's it's limiting any possible... Uh, uh, do I believe that it'll never get me because I have a mask on? No. But it's the... It's, it's like the... the uh, <coughs> extreme minimum. Extreme minimum that people can do to try to limit the flow of this virus. And the fact is that even if we slow it down a little bit, no matter what friggin' variant we have, at least hopefully it'll slow it down that when, if you do get it and you have to go to the hospital with no other choice, that you're not going there and there's like no beds and all because everyone else is in there with the same symptoms. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who died through this, yeah, they didn't die from COVID. They died because they couldn't get into the hospital and get treated for what they needed because everyone who was sick from COVID were taking up the beds. Hmm. Interesting. So, I mean, that's that's the way I see it. it it's like, yes, I mean, are, are there a lot of shady shit going down on all different? Yes. Because people see an opportunity. I mean, I remember when all this stuff coming with uh, the COVID tests and all that, you got people trying to buy up as much as they can and then start trying to sell it on the side. Like, you know, when, when uh, you know, supply demand. I mean, that's, and, and that's just, you know, just people, regular people. We're not even talking about the, uh, the uh, companies Pushing this. I mean, how much money do you think they, they get from these COVID tests? How much does it cost to actually make the boxes and the stuff inside the COVID tests? How much of a profit are they making off of that? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a lot of questions. Now, I, like I said, I mean, I'm just spitballing here, and you can, you know, think whatever you want to think. But the right. fact is that there's this virus out here. We have to learn how to deal with it because I got news for you. The virus isn't going anywhere. The virus probably is going to outlive most of us that are either listening or talking on the show right now. That's a horrifying thought. Just say listening. Don't say talking on the show. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm with you. You know, I was talking about some the great Andrew Lupin. I talked to him last yeah. night. We talked a little bit about the cove, and it was like. I think this is the future, man. I think, you know, going forward, there'll always be people in mass, you know, like China 20 years ago, you'd see footage and it, people just be wearing masks just to go to the grocery store and stuff. And you, would, I know when I looked at it, I'd be like, it's kind of a little excessive, you know, like what's the story with that? But now I understand um, why they do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, uh, I, I mean, just, just to jump in for a little bit. Okay. You just, you just um, jumped in for an hour. But yeah, jump uh, back in. 
Well, I mean, with Japan, I mean, the big thing with Japan is it's so overpopulated that, you know, I mean, just just a regular flu, just a regular, you know, anything is going to, you know, go through people like that. True. I mean, and of course, I mean, not saying it's it's a uh, it's a, a cool fashion trend and ev- and everyone should be styling their new masks, but I think we should look at J- Japan and look at the fact that here is a country that has a huge overpopulation. The fact that everyone's like you know cheek to jowl and they do wear masks for the simple fact of trying to limit the spread of these you know uh, dangerous. Uh, you know diseases. So, fact is, like I said, I mean, is it a cure all? Is it going to stop you from getting it? No. Do I think it does help limit the spread? Yeah, I do think it does limit the spread. Uh, but in the end, you know, everyone's going to get. It, but it at least, I mean, tries. It's it's an attempt. It's something you can do that is not going to harm you. Do you think in the future people will have their mouths sewn shut and they'll have filters put in their nostrils and their cheeks? No, that will never happen. You want to know why? Why? Uh, because that would uh, cost too much money. Well, but isn't that what it's all about? It's people spending money? No, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, here's here's the thing. Yeah. Okay? That... Uh, to do that kind of undertaking, and of course I know you, 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 you're trying to uh, make a point, which I totally understand. Uh, huh. But the fact is that I had a vision. I had a vision, brother Alex. You had you had a vision. Well, I my vision agreed. is my vision is that uh, uh, I'm. No, I don't think that'll that'll happen. I think they'd rather I think they'd rather just kill each one of us than do that. Well it's part of the purge. Just to let everyone get sick and die than to do that. Then start over. Yeah. Scary stuff. Um while we were talking I did I pulled something up real quick to go into that crack pipe situation. Um, you know, now the crack pipe thing, it refers to a program that, that they're trying, that will distribute $30 million in funds to community-based harm reduction programs, part of an effort from the Biden administration to address a massive surge in overdose, overdose deaths during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, by providing health and social services for active drug users, harm reduction programs can reduce overdoses. HIV transmissions and other negative health outcomes. Um, so there you go. You know what I mean? While some of the money from the Biden administration grant program is tabbed for supplies like sterile syringes and safe smoking kits, officials saying distributing the distributing of or funding crack pipes aren't part of the program. I think that they kind of, you know, I'd assume, you know, it, you hear that and you 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 go what what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? But yeah, there was definitely overdoses during the COVID nineteen pandemic. But 
uh, an increase in it because everybody was going stir crazy and they were depressed and they were angry and agitated. You know what I mean? It's, you know, you also take into consideration people that were in treatment, you know, people that have to go to AA and they have to, you know, go talk to somebody about their drug use or a sponsor that, you know, to help them from not using. And when COVID broke out and nobody, we had like that year where nobody interacted at all, maybe a little longer, where it was just complete, you're in your house, nobody's talking to each other. Like, that's one of those things they never talk about, too. It's like, what about those people that need to go to their classes? They, you know what I mean? Go see the other people that deal with this problem as well to stay strong. Like, those people, you, we lost a lot of those people during that, whether they're, they hop back on, you know, shooting dope or whatever or, or, or drinking uh, to, to, you know, boredom. You know, the one thing that people never say about drug addiction and alcohol addiction is boredom is the biggest culprit. You know what I mean? Um, you have the senses, of course, where you, you, you hunger for that high or whatever. But if you can kind of get away from it long enough to get it out of your system and then keep your mind busy with positive things or like just keep yourself going motivated, you know, that's a huge part of it. But now you find yourself back in a fucking room by yourself, bored out of your mind, um, going crazy, you know, that's how people kind of fall into it. Now, the suspicious thing with this, which I could understand why people kind of took that whole crack pipe thing, is the safe smoking kits. You know what I mean? Like, that's a safe smoking kit, when you're talking about drugs, but almost, I feel, would be like, crack or meth pipes you know what i mean where yeah i don't quite know you know i know with the, you know the, the the sterile syringes you know for heroin and shit like that which is horrible to begin with you know what i mean but then you know that's how aids and a lot of you know hep c and a lot of stuff for you know people using dirty needles sharing needles stuff like that um I don't know. It's weird. You know what I mean? The, it's the, 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 the epidemic of, of, of all of the drugs, you know, you're talking about opiates, opiates before, or you're talking about Oxycontin, but they're all kind of opioids. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but then that whole war on drug thing always, you can always go back to the fact that a lot of those drugs were brought in, you know, it was corrupt politicians and such that made deals with cartels to turn a, turn their head while they brought drugs over the border. You know what I mean? I mean, it's very, it's known shit. Um, it's crazy. You know, greed, greed brought the problem here. Greed and the, 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 the people wanting to get high it brought that shit here. You know what I mean? And it's a problem. And, uh, you know, I was killing everybody. It wasn't so much a problem when it was killing off, like, lower-class people, poor people, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But now now politicians' sons and daughters are hooked on dope and shit, so it's an issue. Um, now they got to clean up the streets. Even, like, Biden himself, his son there, supposedly, got himself some fucking issues, I've heard. Um he got, he got caught with some crack pipes or something like that, I remember. Or at least they were grilling him heavy on it. Um, 
Biden. No, Hunter. Hunter Biden. That's his name. Yeah, Hunter Biden. That's his son. Yeah, I don't know much about him. Like, I don't get it. I try to get out of the politics because it's like, why read? Why go into something you know you're not going to like? You know what I mean? It's the same reason why I don't watch romantic love stories. I I got no I got no business being there. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be entertained by it. I don't so I don't bother renting and watching. Same reason why I don't dive deep into these politics and and I'll be the first one to tell you both sides are going to lie their fucking head off to get what they want. You know what I mean? I love you, man. I love, I love you. Man. But, uh, I love you. I can't quit you, man. I can't quit you, crack. Crack, you too good. But, yeah, that was weird. Uh, I assume, I, I heard that, you know, there's been an uproar uh, of the whole crack pipes. You see the memes everywhere and stuff. And I just dove into it now for this. But for the most part, I don't go deep into what 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 the deal is. But. I had a good feeling. You never know. The, you know, the last couple, the last couple presidents, I think it's kind of been off the rails a little bit. So, like, I wouldn't be completely mind blown if they were giving out crack pipes. Now, of course, they would be giving them out to people that use them. So then you could also say, all right, I guess that's all right. But why should t- uh, that's our taxpayer money going to be paying for all this stuff? Um, but crack pipes, I don't think. Like crack pipe, something that you're not gonna get. You don't get sick. I don't know. I've never knock on wood. I've been blessed never to smoke the crack or the methamphetamine. But um, I assume you use a dirty crack pipe and ain't gonna do nothing to you. But I know you know dirty needles are gonna fucking give you the Hep C or the AIDS for sure. Um, very weird stuff. Um, and 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 you know. It is kind of a popularity contest. Sometimes the things they do where they'll, you know, any, any side of the political realm will kind of do, make a stupid decision thinking that it's going to please a certain group of people and not really care about the other groups. And so I could see something wild like this, but yeah, it's real kind of tricky. I mean, the drug, the overdose deal, you know, stopping overdoses, I don't know, man, maybe crack down on, I don't know, it's weird because, like, you can't just say crack down on the people selling it because then you're just getting middlemen. You're not getting the people that that turn their cheek to let it come in, you know what I mean? And the big, big cartel people that are moving big weight, then you're getting people that, you know, are, are trying to struggling themselves trying to feed their family and they get that they do that because it's better than working at mcdonald's or whatever which i don't think i'm not saying that's righteous or anything because it's not like anybody that sells heavy drugs is a devil dude in my head you know what i mean if you're selling somebody something and this is all across the board big pharma wise you're selling something that is ultimately killing somebody that's murder you know what i mean um and you should be held accountable. Yeah, yeah but, but you have to remember that uh, if if it's only murder if you're poor, it's uh, population control if you're rich. Believe it. Believe it, Bubba. Believe it. Yeah. I mean, it. it's... No, I don't know. I mean, of... A lot of, I think the biggest stigma everyone has, <laughs> especially when you say these words, when you say... Drug addict. Okay, yeah. everyone has an image, 
everyone's like, oh, this person is a druggie and all that because of the choices they made and that, you know, why should we help these people who, you know, you pick your demons, you know. Now, I, I personally never had a drug uh, problem. I do know some people who have had it, had drug problems, and I also know some uh, who were able to uh, fight fight off the drug problems and become, you know, uh, you know, very uh, uh, good and 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 respectable people that you know are you know were able to do something with their lives, going through all all that shit. Mm. Now, I definitely do think. That we, I mean, the the best the best way of looking at society is looking how they treat those that are considered the outcasts, the lowest, the poor, all that. Yeah. And and the fact is, do I think that we should help those who find themselves in those situations? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean. To be perfectly honest and going with what you said, I don't know enough about crack pipes and and all that. I mean, heck, for all I know that it it could be like the syringes where other diseases could be transferred and you if nothing else just to help save your own butt that you know uh getting uh clean pipes to users will help, you know, cut down on some transmissions of diseases or something like that. And like I said, I don't know the specifics. Well, the mouth, I mean, it's, it's the same thing could be said about sharing cigarettes, too. I think, like, with crack pipes and, like, meth pipes, I think it all, the, the dangers of that, you know, outside of, of course, doing the drug, I think the dangers that they're thinking about with that is kind of like, you know, they're not, people that are doing that aren't exactly, they're not giving the fucking alcohol wipe, you know what I mean, to, to the fucking crack pipe after they yeah, I mean, lips. Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, and like I said, I don't know. And, and You shouldn't, and you should be blessed that you don't, you know, we should be, we're both blessed that we've never fully had to deal with that, and our heart goes out to the folks that do. Yeah. Um, and they definitely, you know, there should definitely be some drug programs out there for sure, because, you know, they brought that shit in. It ran rampant. It's a monster and it's fucking killing people off. And um, there's got to be a better way. You know, this drug, the, the, you know, the war on drugs, you know, there it is. You know what I mean? The, 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 that's it is what it is. Well, that that's another thing that will never be. It'll never go away. People will never not like being high. You know what I mean? And the kind of the crazier times are, the more people are going to want to get high, you know, and the higher mm. they're going to want to get where you get into these hard, more hardcore drugs. So it's really kind of, it's almost like, you know, it's weird. It's like, uh, it's like trying to, where they like, like cut, like, fix a bullet hole with a piece of bubble gum. You know what I mean? Like, you could throw it over there. I've tried that. It's not a lot of fun. Right. It might last for a couple moments, stop the blood for a couple moments, but then it's just going to pour out quicker because the problem's a lot bigger than the solution. You know what I mean? 
And I think that until they figure out a way to make make it the opposite where the solution's bigger than the problem, then they're always going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it goes back to that. It goes back to that whole thing, you know, and there's people, you know, you get beat down so hard that hopelessness, man, hopelessness is huge. I think all that stuff really stems from a point of hopelessness. Um, when you feel like tomorrow isn't going to be a better day and the only way to make tomorrow better is to be high through it. That's the problem they should be trying to figure out. Not how can we clean, how can we make, how can we make it easier for these people or safer for these people to do drugs? They should be figuring out a way. How can we get them to mentally think or, or, or go with tomorrow will be a better day. How can we make, tomorrow a better day for them now granted you could give somebody the world and it's within them whether or not they're gonna use or you know what i mean but i think the problem's more instead of like the tools of doing drugs kind of figuring out a way to get rid of hopelessness which i know is super fucking impossible you know what i mean but i think that more programs, maybe, um, you know, to it, I feel, you know, not so harsh, not so harsh um, penalties. I mean, if you're selling drugs, you're selling hardcore drugs to people. Yeah, you probably should get hit with some with something hefty. If you don't, if you like, if you're gonna, you know, I think it's the work of the devil, dude. I think you know, selling crack and heroin and shit like that's the work of the devil. So, I have really no sympathy for anybody that does that. But I think if you could figure out a way, more programs, um, and those don't always work. It, you know, there's certain people that there's people that can just kick, you know, and I hate to say it, but it's just a rap, dude. Like for whatever reason within them, they don't want to win. They want, they want to crawl up in that hole and they want to do whatever makes them feel good till they die. And that's just kind of what they're going to do. And that's sad, but that's kind of like it's reality. Um, so I don't know. My opinion on it is instead of giving out drug packages, you know, safe drug packages, more treatment, you know what I mean? Make it, there's there's enough there's enough like people that try and do good in this world and try to better humanity i think that if they those groups and the government almost teamed up you know what i mean that would probably be the best direction to go in but take the money away from the government and give it to the treatment people um and then kind of let the government people learn from them how how to do things cuz like like the government i think is all they're too much of a business it's like big pharma they're not they're not trying to snipe the problem out they're trying to manage it and figure out a way where they can still make profit but not many not as many people are dying but if if they could figure out a way to uh profit if they could realize profit is means is less valuable than people's lives, you know, then that'd be a step in the right direction kind of. But, um, so what, what's your, what's your take on this whole giving out drug packages? 
clean drug tools and such. I don't know. I mean, the thing is that... Would you feel safe handing out... Would you feel safe handing out bags of three crack pipes at your work, but only only three to each person? If they want it for their brother and cousin, they can't get it. Hey, I mean... My my philosophy is... Tough one. Well... Here's the thing, okay? I mean, heck, I don't feel comfortable handing out three masks in a bag either for the fact that there's absolutely no way of making sure that everyone who needs them are getting them and not having some person, like, go from one store to the other to the other to the other and stockpile them for, you know, their own greedy reasons. Yeah. And the fact is I wish I wish I had an answer. I mean if handing those things would limit the amount of of you know transmitting diseases and deaths, I'd be like fine. Um but I don't know. I don't know the exact reasoning behind it. Yeah. Of it's, I tough. Be, it's a tough yeah. call. I mean, the fact is that <clears throat> just speaking on my own self, and I know that Matt can attest to this, mm-hmm. that because of everything going on, and and I am putting it out there that, yes, I definitely am not as bad off as a lot of people. Okay, this is not a pity party. I'm not trying to say, oh, woe is me. But I know through my own self, that I have dealt with a lot of depression, a lot of, you know, and what would keep me, I mean, the fact is I haven't felt this depressed since, like, high school. And in high school, there was one thing that helped me get through it, was I looked at at high school as, like, a prison term. Okay? You had four years to do your time. Hard time. Four hard years hard time. to do... Hmm? Yeah. Four years hard time, brother. Four years hard time, and then, you know, you go to college, then things will be different. And then, of course, college had its own problems, mm-hmm. and, of course, it was like four years. After college, I don't have to deal with these people. I mean, it's... That's how I get through my bouts of depression, is I figure out how long I'm going to have to deal with the thing causing me to feel depressed. And then my plan is at that time, hopefully I will be out of this situation and I won't be any de- uh, depressed anymore. And for the most part, it it's worked for me. Yeah. I believe everyone has their own different ways of dealing with these about depression. Now, I mean, you could say, oh, you can, you know, talk to counselors and all of that. And I'm, uh, for me, no, that, that, that will never help me for the simple fact that talking to people about my depression does not negate the issue of my depression. Right. Okay. And just how I am. It's like, okay. And of course, with everything going on and before this, 
Matt can attest to this. Almost every weekend I was at his place. We were getting uh, stuff ready for films. We were filming. We were doing podcasts. We were always you know, together working on stuff. So I did not have physical time to, you know, think about being depressed. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm still busy. I mean, Matt and I, I mean, we got this podcast. We got other podcasts. We got other things in the works that we're working to promote ourselves and all that. But there's a difference from actually, you know, jumping on a train, going to do it, working with Matt side by side, and another one is being at my house, going on Zoom and doing it. While I'm still pushing myself and trying to keep myself busy, the the fact of not leaving this this place as much as I used to keeps me kind of in that zone of, you know, kind of in that depressed zone. Yeah. And the fact is, we don't know if this will ever end. We don't know if things are going to get back to any kind of normalcy that we knew before this whole shit hits, hit the fan. So, but like I said, I'm, that's, that's just how it is, and I'm learning how to cope with it. And, uh, and the thing is, I will always say my, uh, my buddy Matt, if it wasn't for him, I knew I, I know I'd be in bad state because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing this or any of the other podcasts that helps, you know, keep me talking, keep me doing stuff. And that helps me, you know, combat the depression I do deal with. Um, keeping busy. Uh, because the way I see it is the way to fight it is be too busy that depression can't catch up to you. Mm. It doesn't work for everyone. I'm not a doctor. I'm not pushing that. I'm talking just about me, myself. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other things out there. And I've talked to people who take different kind of medications. And, I, and, you know, if it works for you, great. I mean, I I can't see spending money on, on, on something that, I mean, God knows, uh, especially when it plays with your, 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 your head. I mean, I got enough issues as it is. I don't need anyone else playing with my noggin. But yeah, so I mean, like I said, that I mean that that's that's the way I see it, and um, there's there's a lot going on that we'll probably never know the truth of what's going on, and but there's a lot of things going behind the scenes. Do I think that there's other things that they should focus on and push forward? Yes, but I'm sure in the long run they're like this is the easiest, safest thing to do to make it look like they're doing something. True. Um, I think it's misguided. Uh, but, I mean, like I said, I don't know enough about the crack epi- uh, epidemic to actually know whether this is actually going to solve anything or, like Matt says, put a little band-aid on the gaping gunshot wound. True. Let's uh, let's leave the audience with a question for themselves this year. This uh oh, uh oh, yeah. This episode, and you know, 
as you go off into the night, everybody out there, you know, think to yourself, what do, what do you what do you guys think and girls think out there? What do you think would be the best way to handle the drug situation that's that's devastating, you know, the world, let alone the country, you know what I mean? What do you think the put 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 your put your mind to it? You know, you guys are all very intelligent folks out there. You listen to this show. How could you not be? Um, but yeah, what do you think? You know, what do you think would be, what do you think would be the, the right steps in the good direction of kind of, you know, I don't think it'll ever be gone, but at least a little more controllable without being controlled. So if everybody, if people could control for themselves without having to be controlled, you know, how could we get to a place like that? You know, it's an interesting question and uh, I'm sure everybody has thoughts on it, you know? So with that being said, you know, if you, uh, if you weren't a fan of this episode, you can blame me because I had the COVID and uh, we kind of scrambled a little bit this week to bring you this episode on time. Um, but we 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 always like to have something for you guys every two weeks, and uh, this week is no exception. Sickness or not, we have a, uh, a duty to y'all. We feel an ultimate duty, you know what I mean, and not in our pants, actually. <laughs> so, with that being said, you know we hope everybody uh, enjoyed this episode for what it was. Catch us on the next episode. We'll be popping off a new theme. You know, have the rest of the boys with us. And, uh, yeah, so everybody out there, I guess, just be safe. You know what I mean? Be cautious. Be kind. You know, be wary. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, you know, take care of each other out there, yo. Now, it's it's an interesting thing. You know, we're all in it together. Uh, even though it feels like we're all solo, everybody is in it together. And uh, discussion, ideas, talks like this is what's going to improve things. It's what, you know, discussions like this, probably not us, but discussions like this will probably spark some ideas that actually can make a difference. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's all we could hope for. It's not too late. Uh, it ain't over till you're dead. And when you're dead, things move on without you. So it's, you know, it's still not over. Uh, it's just a new group of people dealing with the problem. So what can you do? Uh, I'm going to continue to heal up and uh, we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Behold. Behold, behold, a pale podcast. The Biden administration allocating $30 million to distribute crack pipes to drug addicts, all in the name of racial equity. HHS telling the Washington Free Beacon these kits might include pipes 
for smoking crack and meth, claiming that it will help curb infections. Here to react, Fox News contributor and civil rights attorney, Leo Terrell. Hey, Leo. Hi, Ainsley. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. They're handing out these crack, pot, crack pipes to drug addicts. They can be used to smoke crack cocaine, crystal meth, or any illicit substance. I assume that you're not for this. This is going to be a disaster, right? Uh, it, listen, I want to be very clear. They're using the term racial equity. Ainsley, racial equity is a code for affirmative action, low expectation, and you're basically having the government involved in distributing equipment, pipes, to help encourage drug use in minority community. How does that achieve racial equality? I'll tell you right now, it is a horrible idea. It is an idea where you're encouraging drug use instead of preventing drug use. And it's the, it's the mindset of low expectation. I don't see how anyone benefits from this except the drug dealers. Now's this. HHS just put out a statement clarifying um, around some reports uh, that crack pipes are not would be part of the safe smoking kits that are funded by the administration. Um, but can you clarify for us, were they never a part of the kit or were they removed in response to this reporting and this pushback? They were never a part of the kit. It was inaccurate reporting and we wanted to put out information to make that clear. What is in the safe smoking kit? Uh, a safe smoking kit may contain alcohol swabs, lip balm, other materials to promote hygiene and reduce the transmission of diseases like HIV and hepatitis. I would note that what we're really talking about here is steps that we're taking as a federal government to address the opioid epidemic, which is killing uh, tens of thousands, if not more, Americans uh, every single day, week, month of the year. Uh, we put out this statement, though, because there was inaccurate information out there, or I should say HHS put out this statement because there was inaccurate information out there, and we wanted to provide clarification on the allowable uses for the HHS harm reduction program. It's not a change in policy. Uh, this program, though, is focused on harm reduction strategies, including prioritizing the use of fentanyl test strips and clean syringes. And all of these harm reduction services uh, that will be supported by these programs are, are intended to save lives from an epidemic that we know is, uh, is devastating to communities across the country. And then, so just for a final point on it, does the administration support any effort then to distribute drug paraphernalia, like the types that we were hearing about? We, the statement makes clear uh, that we don't support federal funding, indirect or direct, for pipes. Um, and then on the safe injection sites that the DOJ is evaluating, mm -hmm. um, was this a, an ask from the White House that they review that policy? Because I know that for years DOJ has proposed efforts to open safe injection sites. It's under litigation, so I can't speak to that. But what I can tell you and reiterate is that uh, the White House is committed, as, as, I will, as I would reiterate for you, many Democrats and Republicans, including Senator Cruz, uh, to taking steps to address the opioid crisis. This is not an issue that is inflicting just blue states. It is inflicting uh, millions of Americans across the country, and it is important that we take steps to address it. So just final wrap of those two items. What would you say to critics who are concerned that um, the Biden administration is somehow encouraging illegal drug use? 
I think that it's important to step back and remember, just to put a little more of a fine point on it, that we're losing an American life every five minutes to overdose. We don't have time for political games. Uh, the president's focused on saving lives through harm reduction programs. That's exactly what we're talking about here. They work in red states and they work in blue states. We know they save lives. They help connect people to treatment and recovery. And they were endorsed this week by a bipartisan commission co-chaired by Senator Tom Cotton that examined steps we must uh, take to address the devastating toll of overdoses. So what I would say is this is not a game. This is not a political game. This is an epidemic that is taking the life of, a five, of, uh, of an American every five minutes, and we need to work in a bipartisan way to address it. Thank you.